fire is strong. I remain on, I remain Through on. Through the fire is strong, I remain on. Uh, trial by fire, trial by fire. It's the trial by fire. It's the trial by Through the fire is strong. Welcome, everybody, on. one and all, to the Armchair the Booker's Podcast. You have me, Joshua Joslin, as your host, and I cannot wait to talk a little bit about AEW. Some uh, pretty big announcement happening there. Gonna talk a little bit about Monday Night Raw, a little NXT, and a little SmackDown. Because all the promotions are really doing big things, trying to draw those eyes as they develop their storylines leading into their next big events, their uh, premium live events, or their next um, sponsored big episodes. Um, So, with that being said, let's get into into what's going on. Uh, I'm going to start with some general news happening. Um, I am happy to uh, to announce. I mean, they announced it, but I'm happy to share as well. Uh, Impact Wrestling, they were formerly known as and originally known as TNA, Total Nonstop Action, amongst other names, different branding, uh, you know, back and forth. But they have announced finally they are going back to their roots, starting January first. The name TNA is back. The name of their promotion going forward will be TNA. They're getting rid of the six-sided ring, though, at least. Thank the heavens, because that looked painful. And what I've heard from, you know, from wrestlers, uh, they have talked about how painful and unnecessary that ring is. Going back to the four-sided uh, ring. Just really cool news, because one, um, it's a better name. Uh, two, it puts them back in the news, and they deserve to be there, uh, be in the news, because they have some big things going on, and I think I might just have to talk about it, put a pin in it. Um, but this episode, unfortunately, that is uh, where I'm going to uh, start and finish with with the newly crowned, newly, formerly now known, but new and still TNA. Jumble of words, but you get what I'm saying. Um, I am going to hold off, and I think I'm going to touch on uh, touch on stuff uh, about TNA next week. Uh, it's uh, officially announced, I guess. You know, they did make sure that they. I felt like almost a press release style announcement uh, throughout all the the wrestling sites. Triple H is officially the head of creative. Endeavor came out and endorsed him as the head of creative. Vince McMahon is not too metal, does not metal, does not have a say. I'm sure Triple H leans on him as a mentor, but there is no more tinkering. There is no more uh, ripping of the script as the show is starting. Triple H has the full reins, and I think that we can see it by the 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 um, the, the better product that we're getting to see. I mean, it's just it really is across all three brands. You know, um, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. It's just better storytelling, better matches, uh, balanced approach, balanced focus on on the um, you know basically like the divisions between the women and you know the smaller wrestlers, the tag team wrestlers, the squash matches. You're seeing it all old school with the new style of wrestling. But Triple H is the perfect person for this. I love him. I love what he's doing. So it's cool to hear that. Yes, there's there's no more debate. There's no more rumors. There's no Vince must have had a hand in that. You like it, or lo- like it, love it, or hate it, Triple H is the man. Um, that brings me to uh, a big decision that Mr. H of uh, three H's would have to make. And, and the rumors are, of course, that it's a no. But to punk or not to punk? I shared a post on uh, a, a TikTok, on TikTok, 
asking, punk or no punk? Personally, no punk. And I don't want to get into the whole piece of it other than to say, I didn't like the pipe bomb. I think it blew, blew wrestling into um, the, the little bit of old school left. Uh, that's a shoot interview that people would have gotten fired for old, old, you know, back in the day. Probably gotten punched in the face. Um, then he had the AEW pipe bomb, let's be serious, with the all-out brawl out. Um, that was his A version of his pipe bomb. And I just don't think that he brings anything beyond the occasional pop in a city that he's familiar with, mainly, and I feel like primarily, Chicago. You know, the, the rumor would be that he would come back at Survivor Series in Chicago. That's begging for a big pop to make it seem like it is that big of a signing. I personally don't agree. Uh, I saw a lot of comments that agreed with me, uh, which, of course, makes sense because, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm talking wrestling. I know my stuff. But, uh, but comment, like, post, you know, let me know what you think about that topic because I would love to expound but not at the, for the sake of just, you know, talking dirt. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Apparently it's no, but it's wrestling and anything can happen. Uh, upcoming for WWE, we have the Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel event. I'm not getting into the political aspects other than I cover this. Uh, I'll cover this event, but I, I do want to say um, that I uh, don't agree with certain things that have happened. Uh, politically, so I'm going to end it right there because, again, I don't want this to get political, but we do have Crown Jewel coming up, so that's where a lot of the build uh, for WWE, it, all of the build in the big storylines are pointing, um, and we're seeing that because they are pushing big matches. Uh, so with the news out of the way, which is a little bit dirty, I know, and, and Saudi Arabia touched on on possible nerves, and I don't, I don't mean to do so, but I, I just have to say I, I disagree with a lot that they've done uh, especially to in the realm of journalism let's start at the beginning of the week which would be raw all right I'm so I'm going to try to take it uh, you know in order as they as the shows come aew I think I have thrown in there uh, so I do have thrown in there I'm just not sure where okay uh, let's see I kind of put these in a different kind of order um, I want to talk about ricochet and Nakamura Fun match. It was a false count anywhere, and they made they made use of it. And that's the point of a false count anywhere. Get them out into the crowd. Get them interacting. And with that being said, Ricochet holding on to a fan's hand to keep himself balanced while he was on top of the railing above an entrance tunnel as he did a uh, moonsault, moonsault down onto Nakamura and, of course, some, some safety folks there to, to make sure nobody hurt themselves, but dude, I, I leaned up and I was like, yo, that's so cool, mainly, more than anything, I mean, the spot was great, but him holding on to balance himself with a fan, that's, that was just cool, plant or not, I don't know, it didn't look like it, I thought that was just a really cool visual, Seth Rollins has, you gotta look it up on YouTube, Seth Rollins jumps off of fan's stomach, uh, just YouTube that and let me know. Uh, comment on what if you watched it and what you know. Let me know what you think because it is a, it's a way cooler version of what Ricochet did. But again, I, I thought that was really fun. Um, Ricochet needs a legit feud, legit push behind it with a meaning, um, with something that pushes him to a different level. I know he's mid card and that's fine, but but something that moves him to an upper level gives him some momentum. He could be the next Rey Mysterio in terms of moving merchandise, getting the kids super excited to see somebody that is just defies logic 
defies gravity, defies what they should be able to do, they do above and beyond. I think Ricochet could fill those those boots. Um, I'm, I'm very over on him. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gunther versus uh, Big Bronson Reed. Big old, good old fashion, big Haas fight. Uh, great to see Reed getting a big match with, uh, with some actual time behind it. Gunther continues to just be so incredible, no matter who he works with. Um, allowing the smaller wrestlers to, to fight from underneath and selling that work, then turning it, you know, and taking over. And then wrestling with a, with a chest-to-chest big guy and changing to a whole different style of, of, of wrestling and, and selling. Just amazing. Really cool match. Great to see uh, Reed getting that time. And, of course, Gunther has just made himself known as an amazing wrestler who's going to have an amazing match with whoever he's up against. Just Gunther, I, I, again, I gush about. Triple H, you're doing good things. Um, the, next direction, <clears throat> the next direction for Sami Zayn. Where does he go now that Kevin is on Smack? Kevin Owens is on SmackDown, and Jay is there, you know, on Raw but doing his own thing a bit. Um, his freakout towards Jay, and then the him chasing him down and give him a give him a hug. I I love that. Sammy does it so well with the whole like what's what's going on. Like where is he really going? I can't wait to see it. Um, another uh, uh, evolution in who Sammy Zayn is, and he always just makes it great. So excited to see what. What happens with that? Um, let's see. I'm going to go to Rollins. All right. So Seth Rollins, I talked about this last week and my distaste and my frustration and anger towards not selling punishment. Last week, Rollins came out dancing and jumping up and down and doing his regular like he had never been been in. Like the night before that he had not just been in a no-holds-barred false count anywhere i quit match against shinsuke and they sold the entire match on seth rollins back being so damaged legitimately broken how can he do this how can he keep doing this well it's easy the next night he's just going to dance a week later dancing and i uh i really i didn't i love wade barrett so but as he's dancing down to the ring barrett says his body is broken but he is still in possession of the heavyweight championship um, his body's not broken, he's dancing, man, like, that's not, like, he's not limping, he doesn't have the tape on, there is no, none, immediately, no sign, no sell to him being hurt in any way, and that stinks, because that is very, very necessary, and would add so many great layers to Rollins as a champion, especially as he goes into his next feud against Drew McIntyre, where I think that Rollins is the heel. He's poking and prodding McIntyre, pointing out things, trying to get in his head with you know him talking to Rhea in a in a backstage, him poking at him about not not coming over on the the bloodline and saying, getting over on the bloodline and saying you need to forget about him. It just feels more like McIntyre is the face and just Rollins' whole presentation feels heel. I know that that that's not the case and not that's not what they want to establish. I, don't, I mean I don't think that's what they want to establish. But this is really interesting because McIntyre is still trying to, we're still trying to figure out where he is. If he's a tweener, heel, face, you know, we're not sure where he leans. Double turn? When they fight each other at Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel? Just throwing it out there. Interesting. Um, We're going to finish up Raw with the tag team title match, the the main event. 
the unlikely duo of Cody Rhodes and, and Jey Uso against um, Finn Balor and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Jimmy gets in, Jimmy Uso gets involved. Judgment Day wins. I don't want to get too many details into the match. Check it out. But the best part of it is the storyline that continues, which would be Judgment Day being able to brag and say they have they all have the belts. So I like the decision. Um, I found it. I think it was a nice ratings bump to put them on uh, Rhodes and Uso, and of course they lost them because of shenanigans. But hey, you know, whatever works. I. I wish the Judgment Day would have taken it on the pay-per-view, but whatever works. It's always fun to see Rhodes and Jey Uso together, not together. It was cool. So remember that Jimmy got involved. Let me move on, pick up a little bit, little bit of pace here. Uh, NXT I'm going to shorten up, but I want to touch on some, some cool things. Becky Lynch going up against, going to botch her name, Lyra, Lyra Valkyria. Just gonna call call her Lyra. I love the connection of of you know being you know their roots that connect them. Um, her being the training together, I believe. Lyra being such a fan of Becky Lynch, NXT title feels really big with this feud. I love it. Can't wait to see how it keeps going. Um, I do think that Becky is doing great things for the belt, given a lot of these younger younger ladies who can wrestle their tushies off, and I would say that for dudes to wrestle tushies wrestle their butts off. Um, you know, they're getting a spotlight because Becky Lynch is, you know, top of the mountain. In terms of uh, women's wrestling, short of Rhea, I, they came out with the top 100 women, and, and Becky actually isn't even in the top five. But uh, <laughs> she does have clout, so it does do big things for the belt. Uh, I love the tension between Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. As much as I love it, I, I really don't love it because I love them together. But with that being said, somebody has to turn. Dragunov and our Car- and Carmelo are, are set to face each other for the belt. Could this be Williams' tricks time to turn? I'm really not sure, and that's what makes me excited. As much as I don't want to see them turn on each other, it makes me excited because of the way they're building that tension. Um, and who is going to turn? I really, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, and that's exciting. Um, let's go back up to AEW. Um, all right, so I don't want to talk completely negative towards AEW, but um, what I'm going to, let's just keep, let's just go with it. Uh, MJ's character development, I think has been great. Uh, he likes to say that he's still a scumbag. He still treats people, you know, with his nose in the air. Um, so I love, I love that, that he's still cheered with it. So he's got that, that anti-hero. He's been very honest about who he is and I appreciate that. But, and it's coming through with a mix of, yeah, I'm going to show you that, but I'm also going to do something kind of scummy. So it's a good balance. Um, timeless Tony Storm is great. She they're really giving her opportunities to make that character shine, and I think that she really is. So that's that's been really cool. Um, as much as I'm down and and kind of non caring much of Edge being in AEW, I do think rated FTR is going to be really fun for all three. I know that FTR um, helped Edge train, so there's a connection with them. So that would be really cool. I guess uh, Edge is going to step into what they maybe envisioned for Punk. But they already, uh, they already um, um, uh, trademarked uh, rated FTR. So that, that hopefully they have something behind that that's going to make sense. It should be exciting, other than just you know through them wrestling through other people a bunch of times. Anyway, uh, Hobbs. Uh, whew, Powerhouse Hobbs, that's the best name you can possibly think for him. I'm nervous because they've had other big guys 
um, that can dominate a match, Wardlow, and they put a lot of energy behind that, those wrestlers, Wardlow, and it, they didn't follow it through with anything. Hobbs has had a, a stop-and-go push, so, you know, I, I'm nervous about it, but the fact that he is stepping in with Chris Jericho makes me feel like they're, Jericho sees something in him, because I know that he probably pushes, definitely pushes for, for you know, where some, some focus should go. Um, he's built like, oh my god, he's got muscles, but I didn't even know I had body parts, so just, just a monster, and I hope that they keep putting shine on him. Speaking shine on, Swerve Strickland, I love him, I am, I was furious when they get let go of him in, from WWE, uh, he could have been, he could have done such big things with WWE, uh, but luckily, they're giving him an opportunity to do that in AEW, keep the shine on him, he's spectacular. I worked through that a bit because I want to spend a, a second, because this was the announcement, not the official end. Sting announcing that he will retire at AEW Revolution. The event is, uh, I, I'm not sure when, but uh, the next one is in 2024. The crowd was dead. Uh, it, it felt like a work. It didn't feel like he was, you know, it felt like it was part of a story. I did not enjoy it. Um, I felt like it deserved way more than what it was, especially placement on the show. That should have been a main event um, announcement, you know, or beginning of the show, like primetime spot. They they wedged them in between two matches that didn't hold a lot of weight to, you know, to, to the main storylines. And, uh, and that was it. Um, leaked videos show that there, were, there was nobody in the crowd. Uh, you know, the, the soft camera side, there was maybe five rows deep. That stinks to see. Again, that's not where you want to see Sting make those announcements. You need the crowd. This should have been handled way better, in my opinion. It is what it is. We'll see Sting. You never know with Sting. I mean, he even said that. Um, last but not least, I want to talk about SmackDown. I love SmackDown, but I'm going to hit up on, on some points on the quicker side, you know, on the quicker side, because I want to make sure that we're staying at that 30 minutes. We all got things to do. And this is the best 30 minutes of wrestling podcasting, not the best hour. So, um, and it could be, but I just don't. Anyway, big things were announced on SmackDown. Uh, we're seeing a, uh, so John Cena came out, and I love that he's really on the back burner in terms of where all the action is. Like, legitimately, he just feels like a pawn in things as opposed to the superstar where all the eyes are. He challenged the, the locker room. He's pretty pissed off. He hasn't had a, a, win, in, a win on TV in a couple thousands of days. Out comes Solo Sokoa. As they're having a match, don't forget that Jimmy got involved in Jay's match on Raw. Jay comes out and gets himself involved with Solo. So put a pin in that. That is going to come back. Uh, Cena wins his match for the first time in like 2,000 days or, or whatever it was. Cool. Uh, going to come back to it in a minute uh, because... Uh, we also got Logan Paul. I think that this is a big announcement. Logan Paul challenging Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Logan Paul is going to win a belt. Uh, he's really great to watch in the ring. Very, very entertaining. I just have an older school mentality, which is he shouldn't get any dang belts until he earned a whole lot more dues than what he's been handed. Talented, amazing. Him and Rey are going to have a banger. This is going to happen at Crown Jewel. I'm just going to drop it back to just me being a wrestling fan. Strip everything else away. I am excited to see this match. It should be a lot of fun. Um, they keep saying, Jimmy keeps show, Jimmy Uso keeps showing different developments to his character. Feels like he's kind of losing his mind. He's energetic in a, in a, like, 
why are you so energetic, um, overcompensating type of way. Uh, it, it's, it's fun to see because the focus in the Bloodline story hasn't always been on Jimmy. You know, he'll come out and interfere, but beyond that, um, character-wise, it started to die off. His development and it started to die off as, as Jay and Sammy connected and Jay started to become more of, of, of the focus of things. And rightfully so, he, I mean, he just, he just killed it. But this is fun to see Himmy Uso getting a chance to show different layers to himself. Like I said, I don't know where it goes because I think he snapped. But I'm excited to see uh, <laughs> where it goes. So um, I'm going to also go... Okay, so now I'm going to talk about with Jay interfering... On SmackDown, Jimmy interfering interfering on Raw. Both of them got ten thousand dollar fines by the others the other shows GMs, uh, Nick Aldis for SmackDown, Adam Pierce for Raw. A little bit of a face to face. Adam Pierce, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nick Nick Aldis kicks Adam Pierce and Jimmy Uso out of the out of the uh, the stadium. Drama, Aldis. Pierce, let the games begin. I think we're going to see a nice battle between Raw and SmackDown again. Um, and I think that all roads lead to, I can't say it like William Regal can, and but might not because of his contract with AEW. But anyway, War Games, baby. Survivor Series, War Games. I've said all sorts of different stories were pointing towards War, game, war Games. This has to be the War Games match. Has to be, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, I'm going to end uh, the recap stuff with Bianca, Bier- B- Bianca Belair. Of course, I botch it because I'm waiting for the end for it. Bianca Belair is back. She comes down and actually helps Charlotte after Io Shirai main- retains her belt over Charlotte. Of course, Damage Control was there to, to lend a hand. They get in. They start putting boots to Charlotte. And out comes Bianca uh, uh, after a few month-long hi- hiatus. And welcome back. The women's division is going to be a blast. Jade Cargill keep popped up on all three shows, staring a few, uh, you know, top tier main event ladies down. It's going to be a lot of fun to see where Triple H takes this women's division with with the massive amount of talent that they have. All right. So, with all that being said, thank you for tuning in. Uh, next week, I'll stick to the news. Talk about the big happenings. I also, like I said before, I want to talk about TNA. I want to um, touch on what they've been presenting and, and, you know, who are the big names over there because there's a bunch and they really deserve some shine. I've been saying deserve shine a lot. But these folks, the ones I've said deserve it, they do. (laughs) So don't forget, though, while you wait for my newest episodes to drop, uh, check out previous content and interviews, old episodes and other things on the uh, Armchair Booker's podcast, YouTube channel, page, uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Like, follow, subscribe, comment. Uh, and always, I sh- got to shout out John Kiernan, my amazing producer. The custom theme that you hear uh, leading us in and out of this podcast was written by John Kiernan. And it features Mont Easy, Into the Fire. And with that being said, put me into that fire, John. Thank you. Talk to you next week. <laughs>